Today on the Sunshine Economy, two years into the pandemic, catching up with a baker. 2021 was the hardest year to run the company. A banker. I have increased uh, the amount that people are getting in raises uh, this year. And a cleaner. You don't have an option to quit the work. It's like, okay, if you don't do this, what else are you going to do? I'm Tom Hudson. On today's Sunshine Economy, a trio of small business owners and operators whom we first started checking in with a year and a half ago, just as the economy was reopening. How's business now? And how has the pandemic changed the regional economy? It's next on the Sunshine Economy. Welcome to the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for listening and supporting public radio. We first started talking regularly to three South Florida businesswomen more than a year ago. Uh, This is Ginger Martin, president and CEO of American National Bank in Fort Lauderdale. I am Pilar Guzman Zavala. I am the CEO of Half Moon Empanadas. This was September 2020. The pandemic was six months old. There were no vaccines yet, and the South Florida economy had just started reopening. My name is Sherry Rudolph. Um, I have been the owner and founder of Legally Clean for the last uh, 14 years. It's located in Louder Hill. In January 2021, we started talking with Rudolph, too. Most weeks for the next many months, we would catch up with the three of them as they navigated their businesses through the pandemic economy. Now, in the third year of living and working with COVID-19, we did something we hadn't done during all those months earlier. We brought the three of them together to meet and speak with each other. It was a virtual meeting, driven more by their busy schedules than health worries, and also by the virus-induced comfort with remote conversations. We'll hear that coming up. But first, what business was like back when we first started talking with them? People were really saying, hey, 2020 is going to be a, a great year in South Florida. This is American National Bank CEO Ginger Martin in September 2020. When you figure they started you know, shutting down the businesses, and I think we were all just kind of in, in disbelief. Is this, is this really uh, you know, happening? And I think it took a little while to kind of sink in that it was happening. And then as it got more intense and the magnitude and the people who were you know, losing you know, jobs and paychecks and just all the ramifications from that. And, and then businesses that are saying, hey, we're not even going to reopen again because we, you know, we can't afford it. And then those that tried to reinvent themselves and reengineer themselves for the environment. So there's really been a lot of things going on when it comes to uh, the small business community. One of those businesses that had to pivot to survive was Half Moon Empanadas. It had 13 locations, almost 100 employees, and aggressive expansion plans. Then COVID nineteen. Wow, <laughs> what 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 a what a six months we had. Here's how CEO Pilar Guzman Zavala described it to us in September 2020. March hits, and in in a week, I have pretty much all of the stores closed. The Miami Beach Convention Center stores become, you know, they 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 get closed because it becomes a hospital. Then the universities are closed, and this within you know a week or so. And then the airport locations start going down in sales. Like literally by May, there were no sales. So we had to close the airport locations. 
you know, as an entrepreneur, you are always thinking, you know, what is it that I'm not seeing? What are the risks? What are the things that I could anticipate? I could never imagine in my life that the airport location will, will be in, in any problems. So her bakery switched to making full meals with the empanadas and got a contract with Miami-Dade County to make meals for seniors. That kept her kitchen going and a few people working. So we then started to learn about how we become this restaurant making meals for seniors, how you learn about nutrition, how you learn about logistics, because we had to deliver the meals house by house. Um, so we had to rent trucks. Uh, we had to learn about logistics and timing and how you package the meals in a way that they don't spill. But we really are doing meals for seniors these days. That was 18 months ago now. Half Moon Empanadas is no longer making meals for seniors, but that business helped bridge the very thin days of 2020. I have a long-term view. You know, I want to be able to pass this crisis the next six months, hopefully, and have still a company. It would take longer than six months for the crisis to ebb, and Zavala has emerged with her company and is growing again. The first signs of that were just a month later, in October 2020, when the company unveiled a mural on the side of its Ventanita in the Upper East Side neighborhood of Miami and relaunched its website. Lots of hours of work and a lot of stress, and we finally had the party, like the lounge party on Saturday, uh, where we gave out uh, free empanadas in our Ventanita um, on 79 and Biscayne uh, location. It was really great. Did it live up to my expectations? Uh, yes, everything except the website. I have to be honest. <laughs> the website, it looks really nice. It's not executed right. It is working. You can place orders, but it's not 100% like for me it should be. She had spent more than $25,000 that came from saved profits from before the pandemic. And by this time, the company was able to sustain itself with sales covering operating costs. At American National Bank that fall of 2020, Ginger Martin was seen building optimism. By mid-October, she told us about a monthly loan committee meeting where the bankers meet to discuss the businesses applying to borrow money. The loan committee, it went to awesome. In fact, uh, we actually approved uh, over $13 million worth of new loans. There was a loan for a warehouse, a loan for a condominium building with 15 units. A doctor refinanced the loan on his office. Kind of a variety, but uh, it was strong um, pipeline and, and all of them got approved. And so it was a productive meeting. Martin's optimism was building based on what she was experiencing for loan demand at the bank. It was pent-up demand after doing very little business early in the pandemic. Compared to a year ago, it's actually stronger. We are optimistic of the demand that we're seeing and the quality. Meaning creditworthiness of borrowers. Despite the business shutdowns ordered just months earlier to slow the spread of the germ, the bank saw these very early pandemic borrowers as good bets. Sales were picking up in late October 2020 at Half Moon Empanadas. Vaccines were still two months away from getting their first emergency authorization use okay by the FDA. Last week of October, it was a good week. Um, Nothing major, no major crisis, so that's good. (laughs) We, you know, we are closing the month and we looked into our, our numbers for our Ventanita. And I'm very pleased to see that, you know, sales are picking up, that, you know, the big effort with uh, launching the the new brand, you know, the refresh of the brand, uh, it's actually, you know, um, giving results. 
So it was good. In fact, Zavala had started looking for locations for new outlets with hopes of having two new stores open within three months. By November 2020, more new business. Well, the good news, <laughs> it's a great news. I think it's one of the best news I've gotten in many years is that we actually won uh, the contract uh, in Denver Airport. So we will be opening a Half Moon Empanadas in in one of the most important airports in the country. So I'm, I'm truly, truly excited. I, 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 I still I don't believe it. The deal to open a Half Moon Empanadas halfway across the country was a big win for the small company. It felt really, really good because... It just, I felt, I don't know if you say this, but I, I, I felt vindicated. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, I've been chasing this airport strategy for the past three or four years. And so that puts us in a different place. You know, like we're going to be now a regional company in airports, not only a South Florida company. And so that is just opens so many doors with other airports and operators. So it's, it's huge. Not only that they win in the contract, but the vision for the company it just opens a huge door. It was far from all clear in the economy, though. After the sharp dive in the spring of 2020 and the snapback in the summer, economic growth had slowed by the fall. There was no doubt the virus remained in control of the economy. At American National Bank, CEO Ginger Martin said there was one topic in every loan meeting in November 2020. We're talking about COVID. If this is a risk to this industry, and so we are you know, considering COVID and every deal that we're looking at. One of the loans I specifically looked at uh, was a retail you know, strip center. He was very fortunate that his tenants, two of them were restaurants, one of them a spa, none of them shut down during this, this last turnaround. But then when I'm looking at this loan, I'm going, well, are they going to be that lucky next time? And of course, that is for the business itself. And then for that owner of that property who we have the loan to as far as, uh, you know, could that change? So I'm not seeing anything right now in my part, small part of the market. Um, but I think we just have to keep our eyes open. It's that balance between health and the economics, we could be looking at some tough times with this. By the time December rolled around, anticipation about a vaccine was growing. Federal government stimulus plans totaled trillions of dollars, and the Federal Reserve had reassured the markets. And Martin's Bank was okaying millions of more dollars in loans. We had a loan committee last Thursday and approved about $14 million in loans. And so things have been... You know, steady. I have heard customers feeling more optimistic about 2021 because of the vaccine. Zavala at Half Moon Empanadas was comfortable enough to go on vacation in late December 2020 to visit family in Mexico. Travel numbers were still way down for this first pandemic Christmas holiday, uh, but there were growing signs of optimism, like selling more empanadas at our company's kiosk at MIA. The airport has picked up, um, so there's been traffic, a lot of traffic in, in the airport, uh, believe it or not. So we, we've had a lot of sales in the, in, the, in the weekend prior to Christmas, so it's good. We're still, you know, with the many locations closed, but the, the ones that are open are, are doing very good. That confidence carried over into the new year, 2021, when we started speaking with Sherry Rudolph, too. She started a janitorial services firm more than a decade earlier. When workers were sent home, her office cleaning clients dried up. 
people didn't want others in their homes either, so the residential cleaning business stopped. She focused on cleaning up newly built homes and condominiums after construction was completed. And by mid-January 2021, she was working on a couple of new deals. Actually, it's gotten up pretty good. I am working uh, towards two contracts. It would mean substantial income. I am very confident. I'm very excited and I just can't wait for them to start. 2020 was really very damaging to not only my company, but the janitorial industry as a whole. But because we were able to pivot to disinfection, that helped quite a bit. Zavala at Half Moon Empanadas had settled on her two new locations since the pandemic began, in Jackson Hospital in Miami and a store in Pembroke Pines. She was busy those first months of 2021, finalizing the construction and beginning to staff up. And by March, one of the stores had opened. We finally were able to open um, the store at Jackson Memorial Hospital. This is the first store that we open and we do, like, you know, from scratch the brand. It's been slow. Business in the spring of 2021 was picking up for Sherry Rudolph's Legally Clean Janitorial Services Company, too. A big remodeling company had just contacted her when we spoke in March 2021. So things are starting to, you know, come together. And I am so excited, you know, about the possibility of having uh, both of these major contractors working with uh, me to get me back to pre-COVID days. This was a year after the pandemic began, and we started hearing a lot more about business bouncing back. And in the case of Ginger Martin in March 2021 at American National Bank, exceeding what it was like before COVID-19. You know, we have continued to experience uh, just, you know, great growth I think, uh, you know, we're still on that like 30, over 30 percent, you know, growth year over year. So that's uh, been exciting news for us. There's a lot of uh, cash coming into the system. By May 2021, Martin was hiring. She was looking for a new loan officer and having a tough time. We do have a couple of candidates that we have uh, interviewed. So that's a positive. But I will tell you, I don't think it's an easy process. There's jobs available, and these small businesses are just having a difficult time filling them. I do think there's plenty of demand and yet a struggle in in finding people. This was something we started hearing about consistently in the spring of 2021. It affected Zavala's plans to open a new Half Moon Empanada store in Pembroke Pines. Throughout early April and most of May 2021, she was pushing hard to get the store open. The store should be opening this week. I'm very excited about it. This was the first week of April 2021. We did not open Pembroke Pines. (laughs) This was a week later. But the good news is that we are opening for sure either Monday or Tuesday. So that is happening and I am excited. When we spoke April 16th, 2021, she was still laughing. (laughs) I'm only going to laugh this time because it it was the week, but it wasn't. (laughs) At this point, the store opening had been delayed three weeks because she was having trouble finding and keeping employees. But Zavala was not giving up. Here she is the last week of April 2021, more confident than ever. We have concrete dates for opening Pembroke Pines. (laughs) And that day was the end of May. By late May, the confidence was paying off. A lot of 
things in the kitchen are starting to stabilize in the sense of people. Uh, we're now focusing on opening Pembroke Pines <laughs> for six months. <laughs> the new store was finally open after weeks of delays because of difficulties in finding workers. The spring of 2021 really marked the return for Half Moon Empanadas. It was opening stores and growing again. The same for Sherry Rudolph's cleaning service, Legally Clean. Potential clients were calling, and she was having similar troubles as the baker, finding workers. This is Rudolph in early April 2021. Well, I have to be very honest. It's very hard, not only for me as a service provider, but for other uh, service providers as well. We have a difficult time finding good qualified candidates that want to do this work. This work is very labor intensive. Not everyone is cut out to do this type of labor intensive work. Business kept picking up for her that spring. By late April, she described it as better than pre-COVID. She was expanding beyond the post-construction cleaning work into restaurants, and that was putting pressure on her to find more workers. This is Rudolph in mid-May of 2021. You know, we're still, you know, struggling and trying to get, you know, good qualified, capable people. I have uh, been interviewing. Um, I've been uh, giving people applications. I'm just not getting the response that I would like in terms of securing uh, good qualified people. At this time, she had three jobs open, one full-time and two part-time positions. So I'm really looking uh, for someone who is uh, motivated, someone who really wants to work, someone who enjoys cleaning, because not everybody has a desire to do it. In fact, most people don't. But what I always say is there's money in dirt. <laughs> she kids, especially other people's dirt. At American National Bank, which first saw early signs of growth in the summer of 2020, demand continued building through the second spring of the pandemic. This is CEO Ginger Martin in late May of 2021. You figure we're not quite at the end of May yet, the first five months, and we've uh, booked $50 million worth of new loan business. That is a record for us at this time of year. And that record pace continued. The bank made $100 million of new commercial real estate loans last year. The banker, baker, and cleaner were experiencing a boomerang in business and seeing early signs of what 2022 would bring. The virus would still be with us, but vaccines and treatments meant it was a very different pandemic and a very different economy than before the germ, one with an extremely tight job market and fast-rising inflation. We will hear what these three South Florida businesswomen have to say about those challenges next. You're listening to The Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Each Monday, we examine stories and hear voices of people shaping South Florida's economy. Still to come, how a cleaner, banker, and baker met the challenge of doing business during a pandemic. In the middle of crisis, you can tell the character of people, but you can also tell the character of companies. I'm Tom Hudson. We're back on the Sunshine Economy. Thanks for listening. By last spring, business was booming for a banker, baker, and cleaner we've been following during the pandemic economy here in South Florida. Janitorial services firm Legally Clean was signing new clients. Empanada maker Half Moon Empanadas was opening new stores, and American National Bank in Fort Lauderdale was experiencing record loan growth. 
One year later, and two full years into the COVID-19 pandemic, a common problem remained, finding people to fill jobs. People, yeah, talent, talented employees. Boys, yes. That's Ginger Martin, the boss at American National Bank and Half Moon Empanadas owner Pilar Guzman Zavala just last month. More than a year into their business rebound and the search for workers is about as tough as they've seen. I am going on my fourth director of operations in 12 months. If that doesn't tell you how challenging it's been to be able to grow the company with the right people so that they can they can take on the operations of executing, you know, the stores and the product and it's been really hard. When we uh, even talked in 2021, I had two positions opened. Um, you know, I hired two. Uh, one uh, didn't work out. So now I'm uh, looking for another one. Because the thing about a loan officer, that's almost like a sales person in another organization. That is what we're still looking for, is somebody who can, can really uh, come and help us bring business uh, to the bank. Sherry Rudolph runs the small cleaning company Legally Clean in Lauder Hill. Her biggest challenge, as the third year of the pandemic is underway, is not people, not directly. It's money to grow. There appears to be new challenges in that the business that I am going after, I will need capital to fund those particular projects. You know, because it's one thing to have the projects, but it's the second thing to have the capital to finance. When Sherry, when you were saying that you needed capital you know, to be able to get these projects. This is Ginger Martin again with American National Bank. Uh, help me understand what you meant by that, because I, I wasn't clear. Well, for many of the uh, larger projects, what is necessary is capital bonding is necessary for you to take advantage of the of the projects. And when you don't have that capital, you when you don't have the bonding, then you can't, are not able to compete for the larger projects. It's the bonding and the capital, because with these larger projects, you need money for uh, labor, you need money for equipment, you need money for supplies, you know, to accommodate those larger projects. You know, because it's one thing to have the projects, but it's the second thing to have the capital to finance them. We spoke with these three businesswomen most weeks for more than a year as the pandemic economic recovery began. Last month, we brought them together as the pandemic entered its third year to hear how they met the challenges brought on by COVID-19 and how's business today. I have... I've uh, been able to secure uh, a couple of uh, retail projects that can definitely increase my revenue and my bottom line. Uh, I'm getting more and more invitations to bid on uh, larger opportunities. I know what my capacity is in terms of square footage, so I try to stay in my lane. <laughs> so, so, but but those are, are coming pretty well. And then I'm also uh, bidding on some county projects that I have a real good chance of, of securing. We're having uh, just a great first two months. You know, my income's up, my total assets have grown, my deposits have, have grown. And that's both month over month and then really year over year. You know, I, I look back at where we were in February 2021. So things have been positive. I, I have to say, I'm, I'm grateful. My husband doesn't like me to say this, but I am building a unicorn. <laughs> Meaning a company worth at least $1 billion. Zavala is scaling Half Moon Empanadas with new stores in airports in Fort Lauderdale and Denver and hopes to sell franchises this year. The strong business today comes after facing the unprecedented business climate of COVID-19. We asked the three businesswomen to reflect on meeting those challenges. 
we really, as bankers, were considered first responders in, in a different way than, than the healthcare and our uh, other first responders. But people getting access to money and access to their bank, we really were on the front lines. And, and one of the things, of course, we never stopped coming to the bank. Uh, we had a two-month period where I had six of my employees that work remotely. And then since June of 2020, we have all been back in the bank. Um, we've had the lobbies open. Um, we have been servicing customers. We took the, all the precautions that we could, but we chose to be open. And uh, some banks didn't do that. Uh, some banks did have a rotating closure of, of um of branches, uh, you know, some banks put a lot more people working remotely, but as a community bank, we said, uh, no, we have to be available and assess, uh, accessible. Oh my gosh, I actually wrote a whole paper on this because I had to drain it somehow. I have to say that 2021 was um, in the 14 years that I've been running the company, the hardest year to run the company. Um, you know, the two years, obviously the first year we were kind of like just trying to survive, but then 2021 was like, we, we were trying to come back to the company that we were before the pandemic, you know, the empanada company. We were opening back up the stores, like the universities. I opened new stores. I opened four new stores in 2021, uh, which was really crazy. Now that I think about it, you know, that aggregated the, the stress. And so, you know, being able to grow your company in the middle of a labor market the way it was, it was crazy. But what that did to me as a CEO, and I, and I, I think I'm thankful and I learned a lot, was I had to go back to my people. So I had to go back to the core of why I do what I do and kind of talk to them, take care of my people and try to see how else I do a better job as a CEO with my people. And I understood that in the middle of crisis, you can tell the character of, of people, but you can also tell the character of companies. And I realized that all of these years of hard effort before the pandemic of trying to stay true to who I am and why I do things really went through my, my team and the people really sustained the boat with me. Initially, I was focusing on all three areas, uh, residential, commercial, and post-construction. I narrowed it down to commercial and post-construction and just move outs for residential customers. And I found that creating a niche and just focusing on a particular area as opposed to everything has helped me to not only develop better processes, but also uh, structure the company better. I am learning uh, blueprints, which is also helping me to uh, generate that kind of work because it's really necessary that you know how to read blueprints and uh, know square footage and some other some other particulars in order to do that kind of work. Uh, I'm not a very detailed numbers person. Um, I'm not a, a very detailed person when it comes to paperwork detail, and that's why I have someone that I hired to handle that. But before that, that's one of the things that I learned during the pandemic that it was necessary and a requirement that that section of my business be as important as the as the actual work. Something I, I reflect on was how do I continue to be the CEO that cares for metrics, but that continues to have sort of the heart to continue to believe in doing good things for the people that work for me. And, you know, when you're in tough times, as you guys can relate to this, 
it's easier to be the CEO that can become not sensitive about things because it's so hard to sustain the stress that the easiest way to go about facing the challenges is just to become tough, tough, tough. And the, the biggest thing for me is like, okay, I was able to overcome it and I still have the humanity and the sensitivity and I have the respect of people and I respect my people. So I take that, I think I will take that for a long time, forever, I think, uh, this 2021 for that reason. When something is in your heart and in your head and, you know, it's like you don't have an option to quit or, or, or discontinue uh, the work. Um, it's like, okay, if you don't do this, what else are you going to do? Um, you know, and it goes back to uh, having the fortitude and the energy and the faith to, you know, to keep things going. I mean, I would say, you know, I think we all share the tenacity, you know, uh, to kind of like say, and the creativity to, to say, okay, we are facing the challenges and then how do, you know, how do you not quit? And so I, I see myself in them in that regard. Uh, I'm going to say this kind of as a, as a woman business leader to two other women business leaders. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that sometimes one of the things that we bring that is, is, can be so good is that we do have the business aspect, but then we have the human aspect. And I think in, in my years of business, you do have to have both. And when we, when we look at this pandemic and just the different hardships that it caused, both on our customers and our employees. And um, as Pilar was talking about, just having that, being able to have that uh, uh, empathy, but yet still saying, hey, we've got businesses to run. Those are, those are uh, that's challenging times. But I think, I think women uh, can do that. And maybe it's just because of the fact that we're used to raising families and wearing a whole bunch of different hats. Um, so I think that's probably benefited uh, all of us through these tough times. Banker Ginger Martin, empanada maker Pilar Guzman Zavala, and cleaner Sherry Rudolph. More of their conversation is next. This is the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. Check out our podcast by searching Sunshine Economy on your favorite podcast app. Still to come, facing the COVID challenge of finding and keeping workers. What really kept people is because they know that they matter. This is the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for listening. About one in 10 people who were working just before the COVID-19 pandemic began two years ago have not returned to the job market in South Florida. There are more than 30,000 fewer people available to fill jobs as the economy has snapped back. It has been a persistent feature of the recovery from the pandemic-induced recession two years ago, companies having trouble finding and keeping workers. We started hearing about this last spring when we checked in each week with a banker, baker and cleaner, three small business leaders in South Florida. We invited the trio back recently to hear how they're navigating as the pandemic enters its third year. Sherry Rudolph owns janitorial services firm Legally Clean. Ginger Martin is the CEO of American National Bank. And Pilar Guzman Zavala owns Half Moon Empanadas. I had to go back and, and really talk to each of my people to see how they were. what things I could do for them. I had to, a few of them, 
people wanted to steal them, you know, no one left. I had to, uh, to be more creative about salaries. I believe that even in, in, in this very challenging, you know, space, it's been a good thing for communities, you know, because, you know, people deserve to be paid better. You're not going to hear that from entrepreneurs. I believe it was a good thing um, that everything was increased. And then in terms of, you know, keeping my employees, focusing on culture and trying to get them to help me with their, you know, people to bring new people. Uh, so it's really what I did. And I think that that's the reason why I didn't lose anybody. And on the opposite side, I actually brought more people and more talent to the team. I think that was a great, uh, great idea with, uh, from Pilar. Culture is a real big part of who we are at the bank. And so when you've got a strong culture and the, and the people that you're working, that are working with you are happy and they kind of know what you're, what you need, then they're really kind of the best source to go out and try to recruit. So I think that was uh, was really brilliant on Pilar's standpoint. Well, I've been fortunate in that I've been able to uh, maintain most of my uh, employees uh, during uh, the COVID. Uh, and they pretty much stayed with me even when the work wasn't there, they were able to uh, come back after, I, you know, when I need them when, when the work picked up. I try to keep and maintain um, a good good workplace where employees can come and talk to me. They we have an open door policy. Um, I you know do extra stuff when we work. You know I might buy lunch. You know um, might you know buy soda or you know just let them know that they're appreciated. Uh, sometimes a little bonus you know every now and then uh, just to let them know they're appreciated and that um, I you know I do understand that the work that they do is laborious. It's hard and that I do appreciate and acknowledge uh, and acknowledge them. Now, also, uh, one of the things that's been important for me is that the people that work for me, they know other people that might be looking for work. So a lot of times people like to work with people they know and like. And so that also makes a difference as well. Definitely, I've had to increase pay. And now, you know, with gas, you know, that's, you know, an even bigger issue. But yes, definitely pay has had to increase two to three dollars or more. I mean, money, yes, it's, you, you, you had to do it, right? What really kept people is because they know that they matter. They matter right. to have moon empanadas, they matter to Pilar. And I think that that was one of my other learnings, you know, is, yeah, it's, it's, you have to pay them well, yes, but they won't stay for that. And that's what the great resignation has told us, right? that you know a lot of people left their jobs because even if they got paid very well and so i think that the you matter i call it the you matter to me is the, the biggest incentive and the greatest thing you can do for your team boy pilar i definitely agree uh, you know with that and we definitely try to do that here at american national bank and the thing though that we did make the decision to do i have increased uh, the amount that people are getting in raises uh, this year just because of this whole inflation issue that we're in. And, uh, you know, thankfully too, I have not lost uh, any uh, employees, but I also want to make sure that I, you know, I do keep them. So last year, overall, we probably gave between three and 4% increases uh, across the board. You know, this year I'm probably going four to 6% increases. And my plan is to give more 
at what I'm going to call the, the staff level, because I really have two groups of people. I, I've got my officer level, and then I have my staff level. And um, I think the staff level is the ones that could um, use it the most. And I tell you something, of course, I have to say this, and hey, on public radio, right? But I'm thinking about this, and I've done it in the past. Um, when we had the last gas crisis, and, and gas prices got so crazy, we did a supplement where we actually gave every employee, you know, a little bit more in their paycheck just because of gas being so expensive. And I'm going to tell you from a business standpoint why I did that is that was more of a temporary thing as opposed to raising their wages. And so then when the gas prices went back down, uh, you know, we did take that, take that away, but at least it gave them some relief. So I'm if, 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 if the price of gas keeps going up like it is, I'm considering that, uh, again, for our employee base. American National Bank CEO Ginger Martin, Pilar Guzman Zavala with Half Moon Empanadas, and Sherry Rudolph of Legally Clean on how they're facing a tight labor market. Still to come, facing the second big challenge of the pandemic economic recovery, fast-rising inflation. It's going to have to get passed on to the end, to the customer. Because you know, they, the small businesses just can't afford to absorb all the additional costs. I'm Tom Hudson. This is the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. Thanks for listening. The rate of inflation has doubled in the past year. It started rising as the economy reawoke after restrictions that were put in place to slow the spread of COVID-19 began to be lifted. People had stimulus checks and had been saving money. Factories had been pinched by the pandemic and supply chains across the globe were clogged. Consumer inflation went from 4% last April to almost 8% today. Yes, Russia's war in Ukraine has contributed to higher prices for energy, but inflation was climbing well before Russian troops invaded. The higher price of gas is just one of the ways inflation has come calling for South Florida economies. It's a much different environment than more than a year ago when we first started talking with three South Florida businesswomen each week about their companies and the pandemic economy. Energy prices and inflation were not on their list of concerns back then for Ginger Martin with American National Bank, Pilar Guzman Zavala of Half Moon Empanadas, and Sherry Rudolph of janitorial services company Legally Clean. But those higher prices are now one of their worries. I may increase the way just to consider gas prices. Um, I have a crew that goes to Miami for me. And um, while I already have the gas included, I would definitely look at increasing that. Looking at the mileage, maybe increasing the, the mileage that it takes to go there. And also um, how much time um, is being used to, to go down there. I am thinking at least two of the clients, I'm think I'm considering raising the price. I haven't raised the price in probably two years, maybe th- uh, probably at least two years. And so that's definitely something I'm uh, looking at uh, so that I'd be able to offset the cost that I have to pay to my employees. Yes. Beef, um, the protein side, the paper products. Oh my gosh. It's not only the increasing price, but you don't find them. Like I don't have, I usually use the, the white bags for the empanadas. There's no white bags. Uh, I'm trying to do the packaging now with the branding, you know, attached to it. 
everything is quoted, everything is ready to go, but they cannot quote me on the bags because they don't have bags. So that, that's kind of crazy. Uh, so I'm using other type of bags that are not pretty, but it is what it is, right? So we have also tried to stock uh, a little bit more, uh, order more when we find the stuff and keep it in the warehouse so that, so that we have a backup plan. Uh, but it's been, my controller has gone crazy on those things. I mean, for us, it's been a roller coaster with ingredients. It's been two things we've done been very, very creative and aggressive in a, in a good way with the vendors and working with all of the food vendors. I added a purchasing person and her job is only to literally check on prices, make sure we get the best pricing at buying. Uh, so that's helped us, you know, keep a little bit sanity on that side. On the distribution, uh, on the gas prices, I, I honestly... You are bringing this, and I'm like, I should be looking at this for my employees. Um, um, and in terms of distribution na nationwide, which we're going to start doing in the summer, I have to look at how that's going to be done for my, for my empanadas, you know, because I cannot take on the responsibility of this inflationary, you know, situation and me take on the whole price of it. I have to share it with the vendor that's buying the empanada, you know, so I'm, I'm going to have to be creative on that. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer yet. It's really tough for me because you have so many uh, costs that uh, you have to incur um, as a result of doing business. And when those costs increase, you know, sometimes you can add them to your to your blind and sometimes you can't. Um, you know, there's only so much you can uh, add in terms of adding uh, additional costs or passing them on to your customer what Pilar and Sherry are talking about, the fact that it's going to have to get passed on to the end, to the customer, because you know, they, the small businesses just can't afford to absorb all the additional costs. So I'm hearing that also from my uh, bank, you know, bank customers. And here's the thing too, that I know is just happening uh, in Broward. It doesn't necessarily impact, you know, probably my employees, but uh, this whole affordable, uh, affordable housing, Part of the dilemma of not being able to get workers is not being able for them to find a place to live, uh, you know, the transportation costs being higher. But my most of my customers are saying, hey, I'm going to raise, you know, my prices to my customers to be able to stay in the game. It's crazy, especially Miami. It's like it's not sustainable, right? Like our our government and the institutions really need to put their heads into uh doing something more creative because uh, people cannot live um, in Miami. And so I, I love I love everything that's happening to our city. Uh, I'm all progress, right? We got to bring the tech people. It's, it's good, but we also got to be very smart about how do we protect and how do we keep our city safe for everybody, not just for a few. That's tough. Mm -hmm. um, it's really tough for me because you have so many uh, costs that uh, you have to incur um, as a result of doing business. Three South Florida business operators, Sherry Rudolph of Legally Clean, Pilar Guzman Zavala with Half Moon Empanadas, and Ginger Martin with American National Bank. Still to come, the road ahead for the banker, baker, and cleaner in the South Florida economy. I see a really bright future and picture for me as a result of all of the like I said, the expanding construction here in South Florida. 
I'm Tom Hudson. This is the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. Thanks again for listening and supporting public broadcasting. There is no denying that South Florida has been hot during the pandemic economic recovery. People and businesses have been moving to the region and new companies have been opening up. We have been speaking with three businesswomen in South Florida since the fall of 2020 as they navigate their businesses through this pandemic economy, the difficulties of finding and keeping workers, and the sharp rise of inflation. So as the pandemic is now in its third year, what's ahead for American National Bank CEO Ginger Martin, legally clean owner Sherry Rudolph, and the owner of Half Moon Empanadas, Pilar Guzman Zavala? We're in a great place, as, as in a great place, the big picture of Miami, South Florida, where we're getting capital from other places, people moving, talent moving to Miami. Um, and at the same time, we have the service industry, our industries that sustain the economy, where people are getting better paid. We have to just be really smart that whatever investments we're doing as community, governments, businesses, big you know, anchor institutions, that we think of it in a systemic way, not only in one portion like technology. Um, I think for me, as, as a business person in Miami, and the type of business that I am, an empanada, a grab-and-go concept, it's been like, uh, how do you say, like a propel for my business? Because I am a business that's good for COVID in the sense of grab-and-go food, right? And so for me, it has represented a huge you know, exponential growth for the future, I believe. When COVID began, it, you know, put a screeching halt. So it's like starting all over again, um, building all over again, maybe not from scratch, but pretty close to it, you know, because uh, I'm in the line of business where you're in people's homes and where you're in their businesses and all of that came to a screeching halt. Prior to COVID, there had been, you know, incremental increases, but after COVID, it just everything just came to a screeching halt. And so it changed the entire trajectory of my business. It has changed in that it's slowly creeping up more. More people are more apt to let you into their businesses. People have gone back to work in the commercial offices. Um, of course, you know, construction is building. And, and as I said, because I've now learned um, how to read uh, blueprints, which is a major part of doing construction work, um, that, that I can see a rosier outlook. I think we have new opportunities just because of the amount of people that have chosen to relocate to uh, South Florida during the pandemic. Because, you know, a lot of people that, you know, we've had this whole influx from California and from uh, uh, New York, where people are like, boy, we like the whole climate of South Florida, the no state income tax, people that hold the ability to work remotely, I think has had a huge impact on the economy as far as people saying, hey, I'm going to live in South Florida and enjoy what South Florida has to offer and still maintain my employment you know, somewhere else. I'm talking about the economy in general, not necessarily the bank, but I think the unemployment um, or, or the lack of employees is the thing that has been most challenging that is a result of, of COVID. I think COVID definitely hit us in a negative way, the labor side, but then, but yet we've got all this growth of people who have come, you know, come into that. And so hopefully that's going to impact all of our businesses positively. Hey, more Pilar, more people eating empanadas and uh, Sherry, uh, you know, more people needing, uh, you know, cleaning services. And then even for me, uh, more people wanting to 
to borrow money or need also a bank, a community bank to deal with. I'm hoping that I'm able to uh, take advantage of the growing opportunities that are sparking the South Florida as a result of the construction boom. This being able to take advantage of the uh, capital opportunities that is necessary for me to uh, grow and to develop. I see a really bright future and picture for me as a result of all of the, like I said, the expanding construction here in South Florida. That was Sherry Rudolph with Legally Clean, Pilar Guzman Zavala of Half Moon Empanados, and Ginger Martin with American National Bank, the banker, baker, cleaner trio of business operators we've been following during the pandemic economy. You can find a podcast of this program and all the previous conversations we've had with the banker, baker, and cleaner by searching Sunshine Economy on your favorite podcast app. Joe Johnson is our technical director. Polly Landis is our booking producer. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for listening. WLRN Public Media.